Peace. Welcome to the Brother Ben X Show, the Brother Ben X Podcast. And today we have a pretty good podcast. We're going to be talking about something that I believe is very paramount in the time that we are in right now. There's a lot of people panicking right now. There's a lot of people going through fear right now. And at this time, I want to talk to you guys about how you can build courage, uh, one way to cultivate um, courage. And we're going to be coming out of the book, Thoughts Are Things. We're going to be coming out of the book called Thoughts Are Things. And what we have to realize is, is that that's an actual facts. That's an actual fact. Um, the programming of our mind determines our thoughts. Our thoughts determines our emotions. Our emotions lead to our actions and our actions lead to results. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us that every action that we have is led by a conscious thought. Every action that we have is led by a conscious thought. So you may see me moving around, but the movement of my body, the animation of my body is controlled by the mind, right? My hand doesn't just move on its own, right? My chest ain't just, you know what I mean? If, I'm, if I want to dance, I'm not doing this on my own. It's my mind, and it may be my conscious mind or my subconscious mind. Now, they say that the subconscious mind, about 90 plus percent of what we do is, you know, subconscious. I'm brushing my teeth, I'm walking, I'm breathing. All of this is subconscious. I don't actively have to necessarily think about it if I have made this thing a routine, which leads to my next point. The minister said if all white people were destroyed, basically, uh, that they would still be in power at this time. How is that possible if we take the enemy in high places, if we remove them, that they would still be in power if it was just us here? Because you got white people in black skin. Not talking about color, but, you know, brown skin, whatever the case may be. Meaning when you see us, yeah... A black looks like an original man, but at the same time, his mind is not the original man's mind. So if you got somebody who's who looks like you, but representing somebody else's mindset, that mindset is still what's in control. Think of a dog. When you think about a dog, you beat the dog. When you cap, well, you first capture the dog. If the dog is not yours, you capture the dog. Brother Hurt, Brother Nuri, break this down. You capture the dog, you steal the dog. First thing you begin to do is you beat the dog into submission. You beating that dog into submission. Now, as you beating this dog into submission, you give the dog a home in your backyard. As you give the dog a home in your backyard, you begin to feed the dog. You're feeding the dog. So now the dog is becoming dependent on your uh, uh, caregiving. You're feeding the dog. Now, when you did this, you had to chain the dog up at first because the dog knew at first, hey, this ain't my master. This is not my master. So you beating this dog, but you got the chains on him just in case he tries to get away. But check this part out. After a while, how can I get this from stop making that noise? Sound effects. Let's turn it off. After a while, after you've beat the dog, you can take the chains off of the dog. You understand what I'm saying? Let me know where y'all from in the comment section, family. Let me know where y'all from in the comment section. After a while, you can take the chain off the dog and the dog is still going to be there. Look, not only do you beat the dog, chain the dog up, put him in your house... And you begin to feed the dog so it becomes dependent. But you give the dog a new name because you probably didn't know the dog's new name or old name. So you give him a, a new name. Hey, Teddy, his name is Teddy now. His name is Toby now. Ah, wink, wink. His name is Toby. I want to name my dog Toby. So after I captured the dog, I beat the dog, chained the dog up. Fed the dog so it become dependent. Gave him a new name. Now I can start to leave my backyard gate open. And I can take the chains off of the dog's neck. 
I can go to work, come back home, and probably find the dog still there. Think about that. I still see the dog still in my backyard when I get home. Why didn't the dog leave? Because I stole the dog. I stole it. Why didn't the dog just leave? Because it has become dependent on me. I have put a certain fear and programming into the dog's mind that even when I give them a chance to go free, stays right there where I left it. What has this got to do with us, though, Brother Ben X? I thought you was talking to the black man and woman, Brother Ben. Well, let me bring it home for you. We was captured, tricked with the tricknology. We was tricked, captured, had chains on us, beat into submission, given a little food. This is the only way, this is the only means of us to get something to eat from them. Not only were we captured, stolen, beat, made dependent on them, but they even gave us a name. Who last name is Jones? Where Johnson come from? Smith. See? These are not our names. These were names that was given to us so that they can know whose slave that was. Oh, that's the Jones slave. Jones family. That's the Smith slave. Oh, that's the that's the that's the uh the white last name white white slave. See, back and go. You look at roots. He said, "Hey man, what's your name? Your name is Toby." No, that's Kunta Kente. Hey man, your name is Toby. Wow, it's Kunta Kente. Listen, I'm finna cut this dude leg off. Man, it's to- and then he eventually broke. So we are taught in the nation of Islam that no, it wasn't no 1619. It was 1555 with John Hawkins is when this whole thing started because that process was the breaking of the slave starting in 1555. So it took a little time for you to break the slave. Now he's in submission. So much so you look at Mike Brown, he's laying out, killed in the street for hours at a time black people all around filming and mourning and grieving where during the slavery time they said that whenever they was hanging somebody they would make the other slaves come and look at it come and check this out look at it why because that's also programming the mind as well for you to fear that type of consequence so when the mother gave birth to a baby The white man didn't have to tell the baby, don't look me in the eye. You better respect me. It was the mother out of protection. Hey, son, don't look him in his eye. Hey, son, don't. You better be moving like this. It's out of protection, though. So the fear was installed. So what I'm here to tell you, brothers, my blood brothers in the streets, my brothers who got that slang, what's up with it, dog? That's, That's my dog. Hey, that brother, hey, what up with it, dog? See, we've been turned inside out, flipped upside down. See, what we really are, are gods. Uh Uh-oh, gods. The minister said they call us by many names, but your real name is God. Look at that. G-O-D was changed into D-O-G. Flip. Let me make them a dog. Then they come back and tell us this here. Check this out. A man's best friend is a dog. I don't know about man's best friend being a dog because every damn time y'all lock us up, you want to sick the dogs on us. Every time you cat, look at look at us back in the day, civil rights time. They got the dog, they, they water holes in us and they sicken the dogs on us. That ain't our best friend. That ain't my best friend. Maybe mankind's best friend, but not the man. See, we, the, we got to stop calling them the man. No, we the man. We are the original man of the planet Earth. Uh, uh, We are the real mothers and fathers of civilization. See, we don't know our birth record, but we know their birth record. They are the real children. Not the real children of Israel, but they the children. See, we the fathers. We the mothers of this thing. So they say man's best friend is a dog. I beg to differ. I would like to say that man's best friend is not the dog. 
but God. When we submit our will to the God, ooh, we start to get success. Once we get the reality of God, we understand the force and power that we have and we stand up and unite with one another. See, when the God sends us a messenger through all over the times, we always got somebody that rolls up to give a message to the oppressed people. See, that's our best friend right there, not the dog you've been sicking on us. So we've been turned inside out, fam. We've been turned inside out. They got us doing the same thing to ourselves that they was doing to us. They raped us. Now we raping each other. They killed us. Now we killing each other. They fed us slop. Now we eat that and call it soul food. See? Did you notice in Roots family? Go look at the movie Roots. When he had that pork, Kunta didn't want that pork. He said, listen, I don't want this pork right here. He still had some of that mindset in him. But see, when I separate the mother, then I separate the father, and I make them so busy in life, make them so afraid, they're moving out of fear, operating out of fear. I got to go get this. I got to go get that. We never really. Then at that point, the child is just raised up. Understanding white supremacy The child is raised up Learning their history The child is raised up Looking at them As the solution See Have y'all ever seen that picture I wish I would have had it up on the screen I didn't know I was going to go here with this But Have y'all ever seen that picture With the horse being tied to the chair Somebody let me know in the comment section Have y'all ever seen that picture With the horse Being tied to a chair See, some things that's holding us, some, most of the time, something that's holding, matter of fact, let me go find it. I ain't even going, I'm not even going to let y'all imagine. Let me, let me get it for you. Horse tied to the chair. Let me, I got to put it on the screen for you because it's so powerful. It's such a powerful image because it really represents us. So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made a hundred. In $30,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how. We made 130000 in two days. Peace. That's what it represents. It represents us a little bit. Check this out, man. I want to put this on the screen for y'all. I want y'all to check that out. Look at this. I want y'all to see that. Y'all see that? This horse is tied to the chair. This big horse, strong enough to move it. But look at the caption. Sometimes the thing that is holding you back is all in your head. It's all in your head. Somebody comes up and teaches you, hey, do for self. Hey, start businesses. Look at us. Well, you remember back in uh, 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 Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, they just going to tear it down. See, ain't nothing holding you back but that thought in your mind that they're going to tear it down. Think about it. You finna go get your tube pulled? You you get to hearing them? Oh man, this oh man, your your head is spinning, man. You oh man, I can't. Oh no, sir, this finna hurt. But you didn't realize they was gonna numb your mouth up and just you ain't even gonna feel it. But the thought in your mind, mm, nah, I hear that. It scares you. It scares you. So sometimes the thing that is holding you back. Is all in your head. You could have been started that business. And matter of fact, if you would have started what you thought about two years ago, you may have been where you've been trying to get to. But the fear and the lack of belief and the lack of self-esteem held you back. It wasn't nobody else. It wasn't your mama. It wasn't your daddy. It wasn't even the white man. It was you. It was you. So we can talk about the enemy, Brother Neri said. We can talk about the enemy. We understand the history. Hey, that, that is a valid point. But at one, at, at some point, we got to start saying, mm, nah, they, 
It's the enemy. You didn't catch that? No, yeah, we got an enemy, but we also got an inner me on the inside that's feeding me self-doubt. That's feeding me lies and falsehood. See? So sometimes the thing that's holding you back is all in your head. So I'm saying all that to say this. I'm going to get into this book right now, family. So the book is called... uh. Thoughts of things and, I, and we're going to go over this book together family Because I, I was looking at this chapter And I said this is perfect For what's going on during this time We need courage During this time To stand up and overcome Whatever obstacles Is on our way So let's go Let's check this out So it says courage and presence of mind mean the same thing. It says courage and presence of mind mean the same thing. Presence of mind implies command of mind. Cowardice and lack of mental control mean about the same thing. Cowardice is rooted in hurry. Listen to this part because see proper preparation removes panic. That's the one I changed it to. Proper preparation removes panic. See, a lot of people are panicking right now because they wasn't prepared. So check this out. Cowardice is rooted in a hurry and the habit of hurry or lack of repose. All degrees of success are based on courage, mental or physical. All degrees of failure are based on timidity. Timidity. I think that's how you say that word. You can cultivate courage and increase it at every minute and hour of the day. You can have the satisfaction of knowing that in everything you do, you have accomplished two things. Namely, the doing of, uh, of the thing itself and by the manner of its doing, adding eternally to yourself another atom of the quality of courage. You can do this by the cultivation and deliberation, deliberation of speech, of walk, of writing, let me pull this bad boy. I gotta get this over my screen. Why is it not on my screen? Uh, let me. I move this to the back. One second, fan. I gotta <clears throat> move this to the back here. It's covering my screen, man. All right, hold on one second. Let me move this stuff over here. All right, here we go. There we go. I have to move this stuff over so I can see this. Okay, of eating, deliberation, and everything. There is always a bit of fear where there is a bit of hurry. Let me, let me repeat that again. Y'all see this part right here? There is always a bit of fear where there is a bit of hurry. When you hurry to the train, you are in fear that you may be left. And with that comes fear of other possibilities consequent on your being left. When you hurry to the party, to the meeting of a person by appointment, you are in fear of some ill or damage resulting from not being in time or on time. This habit of thought can, through the unconscious training, grow to such an extent as to per pervade a person's mind at all times and places and bring on a fear of loss of some kind when there is absolutely no loss to be sustained. For instance... A person may hurry to catch a streetcar and act and feel as if a great loss would occur uh, did he not get on the particular car. When there may be another close behind or at most two or three minutes waiting will bring it. Yet the fear of waiting those three minutes grows to a mountain in size and is in that person's mind a most disagreeable possibility. Through mere habit, a similar condition or hurry may characterize that person's walking, eating, writing, in short, everything he does and will render it more and more difficult for such a person to act with coolness and deliberation. Now, I want to stop right there and give a little commentary real quick, because um, a lot of us are the root of what we're doing is fear. And I want to give a, a, an example of that with money. I was reading a book about the millionaire mind. And one of the things that they said was uh, when you act off fear, the more money you get, actually, the more fear you have. Let me give you an example. 
some people feel like because they're broke mentally, really, they're broke. They don't have a lot of money. They're fearing poverty. So they believe if I get more money, that's going to um, decrease my fear. But what they said was what happens is the same amount of fear that was here when you didn't have it moves to the whole opposite side when you do have it. What do I mean by that? If I fear being in poverty, that's the reason I go get a job. That's the reason I go do this. That's the reason I go do that. That is my main reason. Fear. When I get the job, the fear doesn't leave because now I just switch what I'm fearing. Now I fear losing the job because I'm going to go back to poverty. Does that make sense? Like a girl, you you fear being alone. You go find somebody. You find somebody. Now you still living in a little fear and doubt because you just, I really don't want to lose him. Or I really don't want to lose her. So the fear is still there. It just switches what it's about. It switches what you're afraid of. The book is called Thoughts of Things, by the way. Where were we? The quality of mind or emotion underlining <clears throat> all this hurried mental condition and consequent hurried act is fear. Fear is but another name for lack of power to control our minds. Wow. Or in other words, to control the kind of thought we think or put out. It is this kind of unconscious mental training, which is very common, that begets a permanent condition of mind more and more liable to large and uh, small panics at the least interruption or trivial disappointment. It makes disappointments when none are necessary. Check that part out. This is what fear does right here. It makes disappointments when none are necessary. It is the ever opening wedge letting in more and more the thought current of fear. For if you so cultivate fear of one thing, you are cultivating an increasing liability to fear in all things. If you allow yourself to sit in fear for half an hour that the courage may not call for you in the time to get to the boulder train, you are more liable. You are much more liable to be seized with a series of little panics at every trivial occurrence or obstacle during on that particular journey. In this way, does this habit of mind enter into and is cultivated in the doing of so-called little things. You are writing or sewing or engaged in the performance of some work which is intensely interesting to you and in which you do not like to be interrupted. If sewing, you reach for your scissors which have dropped on the floor. You do this in a momentarily impatient mood and with, uh, what is that, spasmodic, jerky action. Your mind and the phase runs is on your work. You will not take it off your work while reaching for the scissors. You are trying in mind to go on with your work and reach for scissors at the same moment. You make the movement of muscles and the actions of the body momentarily disagreeable and irksome because you refuse to you refuse for the second to put into the act of force which it demands when unconsciously you refuse to do this any acts will become irksome and disagreeable because there is not force enough uh there is there there is not force enough let on to do the act with ease it is the endeavor to do it with the weak body you have the power of throwing your force instantly into any muscle so making the act easy and pleasant this capacity for turning on force on any part you will increase uh, will increases through cultivating it and you can do a great deal more and do it better through this cultivation of deliberation for deliberation can be as quick as thought the more the mind is trained in that direction if you pick up a pen or tie a shoestring in a hurry, you do so not only because such act is irksome to you, but because you fear it may deprive you momentarily of some bit of pleasure. There you have again, open your mind to the thought current of fear, fear of losing something. And in this case, it will be fear of losing time. You know what's so crazy about that? Because that definitely describes me. Um, sometimes, man, if I'm doing something and I'm focused on it and somebody asks me something, I, 
I I uh, sometimes get an attitude real quick or I got to do it real fast. Uh, and it's almost like I'm feeling that I don't have enough time in the day to get it done. So it's crazy that I'm reading this because I mean, I, I mean, I, I kind of go through that a little bit myself. The cultivation of courage commences in the cultivation of deliberation and so-called little acts like these. Deliberation and courage are as closely allied as fear and hurry. If we do not learn to govern our force properly in the doing of the smallest acts, we shall find such government far less easy in the doing of all acts. If we analyze what we fear, we shall find we are in mind. We are in mind trying to deal with too much at once of the thing feared. There is only a relatively small amount to be dealt with now. In any transaction in the doing of anything, there is but one step to be taken at a time. We need to place what force is necessary and no more on that next on that one on that one step. When that is taken, we can take the next. The more we train our minds so to concentrate on the one step, the more we increase capacity for the sending our force all in one given direction at once. Such force extends should be so used in the so-called minutes details of everyday life. In this way, deliberation and deliberate action becomes habitual and we are in a sense unconscious of making ourselves deliberate, even as after long training in the opposite and wrong direction, we are unconscious of putting on the hurried frame of mind. Timidity is often the result of looking at too many difficulties or terrors at once. And this is uh, very important because this reminds me of what you call uh, or what we would call over analysis paralysis. How many of y'all ever heard of that uh, phrase, over-analysis paralysis? Anybody ever heard of that? Over-analysis paralysis. What that means is I have so many things to tackle at one time that I don't, I don't tackle any of them. I got so many things to do mentally, so many tasks. That I never really just pick one and give my force, give my action there to the point where it's like so much, I don't do it at all. Let me give you an example for me. Filming and editing. That thing can be so uh, time consuming sometimes. That's why I've been trying to get so much equipment to just go live so I can edit this stuff live. I can do the, uh, you know, like when I'm putting up the book that I'm reading, I can do all that live because it saves me so much time. And so if I film a bunch of things and I do vlogs and a whole bunch of vlogs in my mind, I never put it out because it's so much I got to edit. Like, for example, one time I did a 15 by 15 barbershop. I did a whole month with Captain Dennis. We did a whole barbershop tour. I was filming each barbershop, but it was hard for me to get the get the stuff out because it's like, man, I got so many cities I got to edit up and put out. It's like, man, I get to it next week. Oh, I get to it next week. Oh, I get to it next week. But the solution of that is don't think about everything. Think about that one thing. Think about that one thing. So many of y'all are thinking about how you're going to do all this in business, all these different things to where you don't even know what the first step is, which is finding out what my solution is going to be. You're thinking about so many things in business. How I'm going to do this. How I'm going to get that. How I'm going to go that. You haven't even thought about the first step is what need am I going to bring to the marketplace? So if we focus on the one thing in our life that we need to tackle, then we accomplish that, get that done. Then we move on to the next thing that lessens the anxiety and fear that we have. That lessens the fear that we have. So back to the book. Timidity is often the result of looking at too many difficulties or terrors at once. In material reality, we have to deal with but one at a time. If we are going to what we fear, if we are going to what we fear will be a disagreeable interview with a harsh, overbearing person, we are apt to go occupying our minds with the whole interview, setting ourselves down in the very middle of it and seeing it in mind as necessary, trying or disagreeable. Perhaps we were thinking of it this morning while we were dressing. But it was then our proper business to dress. 
To dress was a necessary step for the interview and to dress well also. Possibly it occupied our thoughts while eating, but it was then our proper business to eat and get all the pleasure, pleasure possible from our food. That was another step. The more repulsive our eating, the more vigorous will become our taste and the more strength will our food give our bodies. Possibly the fear of this interview was on us as we walked to the place appointed for it. But it was then our proper business to walk and get from our walking all the pleasure he could. That was another step. Pleasure is the sure result of placing thought or force on the thing we are doing now. And pain of some sort in both present and future is the certain result of sending thought or force away from the act which needs to be done at this moment. So basically, this is just teaching us to live in the moment. Live in the moment. Because when we live in the moment, moment that allows us to operate properly now, because we can't cheat the process. And I think that I, and I think that's something a lot of us need to hear. We can't cheat the process. Do what you need to do. Right. Stop trying to get on to the next step, because, see, when you're when we when we are not focused on the now, given our thought, the force now. If we get to the next step, we're going to have to revisit it. Why? Because you didn't focus on the first step. You can't skip the first step. You can't skip having a good mind. See, a lot of people, family, we want to make money. Brother Ben, I want you to talk about strategies. I want you and Brother Jake to talk about business strategies and this right here. You can't skip the first step having a positive mindset, having a wealthy mindset. See, what I've learned over the years, brothers and sisters... As I study millionaires and people who are successful, they always talking about mindset. And see, when you have a poor mindset, you think it's just fluff. Oh, there, there they go with that BS. Have a positive mindset. Think positive. That is, it's, it's so true. Like, I'm telling you, it's so true. You cannot skip the mindset part. Yes, strategies is important. But if I can give you a blueprint and I give you strategies, but your mindset is weak and poor, you cannot apply the strategies that you have in your hand. You're just not going to be able to, brothers and sisters. That's real. And so if I'm working for a factory or if I'm working for a clothing business, if I'm working for a clothing business, right? And uh, for this clothing business, I'm one of the guys who uh, do the embroidery or I put the sticker or whatever the case may be. I'm just making some up. I do the look rhinestones on the shirt. If in this moment, I know I got a hundred shirts to do. And so I'm rushing the rhinestones. I'm rushing how I'm doing this shirt. I'm I'm doing it real fast. I'm trying to get to the next one. I'm not focused on this one. Guess what? We finna get several phone calls. My shirt messed up. My stuff came off in the first day. Oh, this ain't on right. So because you skipped that first step, trying to get to the next step, you got to do this other step all over again, which adds on more time. Guess what? Which adds on more stress. So Big Mama used to say back in the day, I don't I don't have no Big Mama, but everybody say Big Mama and Madea. What doesn't come out in the wash comes out in the rinse. Ain't that what they say? Come on now. Come on, old school people in the comment section. Is that what they say? What don't come out in the wash comes out in the rinse. So if we skip the first step, when we get on to the other step, it's going to eventually come out. Same recording. Getting married. Having relationships. See, you you went straight for the sex. But we didn't look at the mindset. Went straight for the sex. But we didn't look at the courting. Do we match one another? We didn't know what my goals is, what your goals is, what your vision is, what my vision is. So we skipped the step. We went straight to the physical intimacy and we skipped the mental intimacy. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? 
I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market. And I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS Tribe. The ABS Tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS Tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS Tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com. www.whatisabstribe.com. So after the sex wore off, after I experienced the pleasure that I skipped over to, now I begin to wonder and notice things that I don't really like. I'm noticing red flags. I'm noticing, man, I didn't even really notice that about her the first time. I didn't notice that about him the first time. And that's, I don't know if I like that. See? But now you got to go back and revisit it. You got to go revisit it now. So you skipped some steps. That's okay. You thought you got ahead. But now you got to come back and still deal with it. So one step at a time, family. One step at a time. All right, let's get to it. Where was I? Uh, I think we was right here. No, we wasn't right here. <clears throat> okay, when we dress, eat, walk, or do anything with mind placed on something else, we are making the present act irksome. We are training to make every act irksome and disagreeable. Oh, come on. Can y'all, can anybody relate to that? When we do everything with our mind placed on something else, we are making the present act irksome. We are training to make every act irksome and disagreeable. Wow. This is heavy because it's almost, it's almost explaining impatience. Wow, this is some heavy stuff. I don't know about y'all, but this is deep. It's explaining the impatience. When I'm in line, the reason I'm I'm mad at everybody who look at me, who talk to me in line, because my mind is on getting my dang groceries ringed up. My mind is on getting these groceries ringed up, go back home and lay my butt down. That's why every time somebody do something, you got it seems like they got an attitude because their mind is on something else. Ooh, this is good. It also explains why in some arguments there is so much tension. Because in my mind, I maybe want you to say something. I, I be want, I probably want to persuade you to think just like me. I'm not listening to you for what you're saying here in the moment. I'm only asking you a question to get you only to agree with me. So when your mind is placed on something else, we are making the present act irksome. We are training to make every act irksome and disagreeable. Uh Uh-oh, I I just got another thought, family. I just got another thought, family. Let's read read what this brother has to say. Then we're going to get to my thought I just had. I just had a... Man, he just made me miss this thought. What thought did I just have? Oh, I got the thought. Money. He says... uh, Let's see what he says here. He says, I think because of your visual age, they not taking you serious. I know you're an old soul, but you're too smart for the sheep. You got to learn to talk to them as the sheep, dog, not the shepherd. He cares for them. The, the dog gets them to go. Think about it. I get what you're saying. I've heard that actually before, brother. I've literally heard that before. Somebody told me one time, brother, he said, brother, you, te- you teaching the truth. He said, brother, you was telling the truth in your class, brother, but... I had a little, he said, this is what he said. God is my witness. He said, I had a little trouble taking the class because you was younger than me. So he had to get over his ego that I can learn something from somebody younger. So that's a great point, brother, that you, uh, that you made that. But back to, back to what I was, uh, back to what I was reading. Right. So your mind placed on something else. We are making the present act irksome. Not only the present act, but our present life. Think about that. 
telling you. Think about what I'm about to say. Not only are we making the present act like you probably got to go wash the clothes or you got to go wash dishes because you was thinking about something else. But your life, if your mind is not focused on what you need to do today and you always focusing about something else or or you always focused on somebody else. It's finna hit home for somebody. Watch. Watch this finna hit home. You thinking about that other sister who the same age as you and she a millionaire. You thinking about that other brother who a little bit, a couple years younger than you and he already a millionaire. So you, you, you thinking about him adding in to a little jealousy, just a little bit, you look jealous. Because you thinking about, I need to be where he at. No, you need to be focused on where you at. And if we focus on where I am right now, eventually I might get there. But because I'm so focused always on the future, I can't even enjoy the present. See, because you already blessed and you don't even know it. You got a home, you got a roof over your head. You got your bills paid. You may not have $50,000 after you pay your bills, but you got your bills paid. You healthy. You healthy. Do you know if somebody right now with the coronavirus, it don't matter if they got money or not? Like if they about to die. You know, if they about to die. It's somebody who got AIDS. They, they, they got two weeks to live. Them having a big mansion, that don't matter no more. Them having a Benz, that don't matter no more. Them having a Bentley, that don't matter no more. Them having that Gucci belt, that don't matter no more. Them having that Louis Vuitton bag, that don't matter no more. They will be willing to give all of that up to have your health. Listen to what I just said. That person who you say, oh, they got all the money. They rich. Oh, man, I sure wish I can be like them. They would give all that up just to have health, man. Think about that. So start living in the moment and having gratitude. I'm talking to myself too. Have gratitude for the now. And if we focus on the now, that's the building process to getting to the then. Now, Brother Ben, are you saying don't think about the future at all? Of course not. We got to have, you know, we got to have a plan where we want to go. But don't live there so much that you forgot about living right now. See, because look, we were taught in the nation that Master Father Muhammad went building the wheel. He had different people building different parts. Listen, different parts. So I'm building this. The one part, one people building this. They building this part. They building that part. They building this part. They building that part. Then they brought it together. Now you got the wheel. Wasn't one person doing it all at the same time. You building one at a time. The minister, huh? When he was building the nation back up, he started one city at a time. The city right here. I'm cultivating this city. Cultivating one here. I'm cultivating one here. Then he says, come on out to save this day. Now they all come to save his day. But he had to take one at a time. One at a time. So we are taught also two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. See, I can put my foot here, but my foot is here. You may have your foot next to mine, but you ain't occupying this particular space. You know, you, you can try, you know what I mean? No, you can't, this my space. Same as with your mind. Your mind elsewhere, it's going to be hard for you to focus on this right here. Matter of fact, as y'all, I, I, I'm finna prove it to you. Watch this, I'm finna prove it to you and I want y'all to be honest. I wish I could, I wish y'all can be on video. I want y'all to do this right now as y'all watching me. Do this, do a square with your right hand. Come on now. Don't think it's cheesy. You may be at work, but just do it. Y'all finna laugh. Now, while you doing that with your right hand, get your left hand and do a circle. See, my hand already messing up because I'm thinking about it. Look, you can't do it. Look. Try it out. Try to do it. Go, go. Now bring in the circle. You can't do it. I know y'all trying it at home. Try it at home. Try it at home. With your right hand, do a square. And with your left hand, if you listening, do the circle and watch you can't do them both. Your mind. Mind got to be focused on one or the other. See, we think we be multitasking when you're driving and texting. You're not driving and texting. You dri- you, I mean, you driving, the car driving, 
but you're not paying attention to the role, really. You you gonna look down, you look up, look down, you look up, you look down, you look up. Now you may not cry. You haven't crashed in ten years. That's cool, but you're not literally focused on the same thing at the same time. You're not. You're not. So that's important, man. I hope that made sense for y'all, man. That was a nice look, look key there. Let's continue. We are making the thing feared a certainty. For we put out in thought as unpleasant is an actual thing or reality. For what we put out in thought as unpleasant is an actual thing or reality. And no, and the longer we continue to put it out, the more force we add to it. And the more likely it is then to be realized in the physical world. To bring us what all what all want and are seeking for, namely happiness, we need to have perfect control of our mind and thought at all times and places. One most important and necessary um, one most important and necessary means for gaining this lies in this discipline regarding so-called little or trivial things. Just as the discipline and movement of an army commences. With the training of the private soldiers legs and arms If you hurry and slur over these so-called petty details You are the easier thrown off Your guard and confused at unexpected occurrences And in life it is the unexpected that is always happening We need to keep always our mind present with us We want it always on the spot ready to use in any direction Our thought is not on the spot when we tie a shoestring and think a mile from that shoestring. When we mend a pencil and dwell in one of tomorrow's cares, it is then away. And if it has for a long time been in the habit of so straying from the act in at hand, the act in hand to the act afar, it becomes more and more difficult to bring it back to use and more difficult to use it properly when it is brought back so i want to talk about this real quick because somebody asked me before somebody asked me recently they said brother ben what's your thoughts on the on the on these military people being in the neighborhood they said what's this thought on the uh this military being in the neighborhood i said what about it i said what about how does that change your life See, we thinking about what's going to happen. You you got all this fear going on. The news, these memes going on social media, they got you in fear. Oh, it's finna go down. Oh, this finna happen. This finna happen. But you you don't even know what they there for. The police been in your community. The police been in your hood. Killers been in your neighborhood. You ain't been worried then. But because of the media saying this and you looking on Instagram and this woke page done said this and you heard on Facebook and you heard on Twitter. Why does that even matter? I don't care what this person did. Like somebody asked me the other day, what you think about uh what wine wine Einstein Einstein they got the corona? What you think? I said, brother, I don't think anything, man. I don't think anything. Like it's unfortunate, but other than that, I I'm not finna get deep and science it up. And no, we be thinking too deep sometimes. Now, I'm not saying don't look into details and, you know, don't 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 investigate, don't look. But oftentimes, man, we are putting more fear on ourselves that's, than, than, than what's needed. Just prepare. And when we prepare, that is going to remove the panic that we have. There are people who had money saved up. And when they got laid off their job, they didn't panic at all. They prepare for it. They prepare for a time like this. There are people who have multiple streams of income. When they got laid off, they wasn't tripping. They had multiple streams of income. It was prepared. So just prepare, family, and uh, don't 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 put things that hasn't even happened in your head having you moving in fear, because that's gonna lack. That's gonna that's gonna make you lack and be unproductive. And where you at right now? I got a show coming up at. Uh, let me see. Oh, I got a show coming up in a minute. So let me. Let me get off of this bad boy. We'll visit this later. But remember, man, uh, let's read this last little this last little piece here. Our thought moves from one thing to another with more than electric speed. 
and we can unconsciously train this quickness to be ever darting from one thing to another until it becomes almost impossible to keep it on one thing for 10 consecutive seconds. On the contrary, through cultivation and repose and deliberation in all things, we can train ourselves to mass and fasten our thought on anything as long as we please, to throw ourselves into any mood of mind we please, and to throw ourselves at will into sleep or semi-conscious, dreamy state as restful and sleep as sleep. These are very small parts of the possibilities for the human mind. And if you don't agree with that, family, just think about when you are, when you're on the phone. Oh, I'm sorry, when you cussing your children out, you know how y'all do. When you cussing your children out, and you got an attitude with your children, and you're in a bad mood, but then your then your job give you a call. The the, the book is called Thoughts of Things. Let me go on back so I can show you guys uh, the cover. Here's the cover right here. <clears throat> it's called Thoughts Are Things. It's called Thoughts Are Things. But you know how when you when you was on the phone, uh, when you was cussing, you had a bad mood and somebody called you and you was like, hello, how you doing? This is how did you go from listen to this? Look at how this look at how brilliant we are. How did you go from being angry to hello? How you doing? Uh, how can I help you? Today? How you do that? Your mind switched just like that. And when your mind switched, your mood switched. How did you go from being depressed to where somebody said, hey, man. I got something for you and you've been wanting this for a long time and they finally called you, but you were depressed. How did you go from depressed to, are you serious? Oh my God. How did you do that? How did your mood just start to switch up like that? The mind, the thought, thought leads to feelings. Your thought leads to how you feel. So I thank you guys for listening. I hope I said something and shared something in this video and podcast that was informative if you guys are interested in uh, getting a text whenever I go live, text BBX class to 555-888. When you subscribe, I'm going to be sending you, you know, financial opportunities, different podcasts that I got, different information that I have. Uh, so you guys can be on the text list. Therefore, you know, you ain't got to wait for Facebook or YouTube to let you know uh, it'll be straight from me. You'll get a text message. So thank you guys for listening. Y'all have a blacktastic day. Assalamu alaikum. Hey, family, listen, I know COVID has messed up some of our vision and some of us, our vision for our family and our future looks a little blurry, but we want to help bring the vision back to 2020. We want you to be able to see the success and everything that you plan for 2020 to be. We want to help bring that vision back. So we have a crazy bundle for you going into Black Friday. This bundle, we got Purpose to Profit, which is a full course that's going to teach you how to turn your purpose into a product and that product into a profitable business, six-figure business from scratch. We're going to teach you how to turn your purpose into a product. We're going to teach you how to market, how to scale, how to productize. We're going to teach you how to test. We're going to teach you how to package this product so that you can be able to take it into the marketplace to be able to do great things. Not only with that bundle, you're also going to get Private Banking Blueprint where we teach you how to build your own banking system. Yes, you heard me, your own banking system. And guess what? Guess what? It's only going to be for $368. Yes, you heard it. $368. You're going to get an actual physical copy of the textbook of Private Banking Blueprint. All of that course together for $368 all the way up until Black Friday. If you want to move on that bundle, go to visionbundle.com. Visionbundle.com and take action today.